Good afternoon. The teenager behind a large-scale text messaging scam that targeted Optus customers has pled guilty after his plan was thwarted by savvy victims. Dennis Sue admitted he committed the crime because he was desperate and out of work. Leonie Ryan reports. Good afternoon. Well, Dennis Sue sent almost 100 messages to legitimate Optus victims telling police he was looking to make some quick money because he was unemployed. The 19-year-old was arrested last month after he sent the messages threatening to sell victims' information on if they didn't deposit $2,000 into a Commonwealth bank account. More details of his offending were revealed today after he pleaded guilty to using the mobile phone network or internet to commit a serious indictable offence and that was attempting to blackmail 92 people, an offence which carries a maximum 10 years jail but at a local court level it is capped at a maximum two years. Sue sent out messages on September 26 by copying the details from two online forums. The bank account he used was quickly frozen which prompted the offender to go into his local branch and ask why and that's how he was caught. We heard he has written a letter of apology admitting his intention was to scam his victims. Thankfully, the police were contacted before any money was transferred to the account. It was hoped Dennis Sue would be sentenced today, but because of the seriousness of the offending, the magistrate said he would have to be assessed for a pre-sentencing report. That'll give her a better idea as to whether he should serve his sentence in the community or whether he should go to jail. He'll find out on February 7th. Thanks, Leonie. Someone claiming to be responsible for the Medibank hack has threatened to release the stolen information of millions of customers. It comes after Medibank confirmed its refusal to pay the hacker's ransom. Two law firms have confirmed they are looking into a class action. And there'll be a lot of Australians who are very concerned that their most sensitive and confidential medical data has actually been taken and is perhaps going to be released into the dark web as soon as tonight. It would be the largest class action in Australian privacy law history. The Australian Federal Police has revealed the former wives of Islamic State fighters returned to Sydney do not meet the requirements to be placed under tight restrictions in the community. 17 Australian women and children were assessed before they were repatriated from Syria. Officials found there isn't enough evidence for a court to impose tough control orders. Police are still deciding whether the families need to be constantly monitored. A paraglider has fallen 20 metres down a cliff on Sydney's northern beaches. The man landed below the Long Reef Point lookout at Collaroy. A specialist rescue team had to be called in as he wasn't able to walk to safety. They've performed what's called a vertical rescue. Paramedics have now treated him for leg injuries. Frustrated residents in Sydney's southwest are calling for new safety measures after a high-speed police chase ended in carnage. Padstow Heights locals say crashes happen on the stretch of road all the time and it's less than 100 metres from a school. Annie Puller reports. Frustrated residents here in Padstow Heights are this afternoon calling on the state government to install a traffic camera at this intersection after a police pursuit ended in carnage here yesterday afternoon. 
It was around 3pm officers detected this Honda sedan speeding erratically on Alfords Point Road taking chase. This is how it ended. The Honda crashing into a Volkswagen on the off ramp at Davies Road taking out a traffic light and also a concrete barrier. The commotion unfolded just metres from a school while parents were picking up their children. They say this isn't the first time serious danger has landed at their doorstep. It's not an uncommon experience We've had T-bones, head-ons, um, we've had people spinning out into uh, the concrete wall. Nothing's done, nothing's going to change. The man behind the wheel of this Honda, a 22-year-old L-plater, was arrested at the scene and has since been charged with seven serious offences. His passenger suffered minor injuries and so too did the driver of the Volkswagen. Both men were taken to hospital. The 22-year-old man charged was granted conditional bail and will front a magistrate in January, his learner licence has been suspended. Thank you, Annie. The terrorist who shot and killed 51 people during an attack on two mosques in Christchurch, New Zealand, has filed an appeal against his conviction and sentence. Australian-born Brenton Tarrant was given a life sentence without parole and previously pled guilty for all charges. No hearing has been set at this stage. The ABC has been accused of grooming children during a fiery parliamentary committee hearing. The moment came when the ABC's managing director was being questioned. Liberal Senator Alex Antic asked why a drag queen was doing a story time show for children. Why is the ABC grooming Australian children with this sort of adult content? Senator, no, I don't see that as grooming uh, children. Grooming uh, is a really Anderson. serious matter. It's not for being played with okay. by conservative like. senators so that they can make like. headlines. We are not grooming Australian children. What we are doing is uh, in that, that is about dressing up. I think Dressing up across dress. Across dress, yeah. The program is rated G and has been heavily promoted. New details have been released about the state's teacher shortage and the effect it's having on students' education. As Amy Clements reports, it's resulted in a political fight ahead of next year's state election. Good afternoon, Angie. Well, teachers have long claimed they are undervalued, under-resourced and underpaid, with an inquiry set up to investigate what's gone wrong within our state school system. And some of those results are in. Out of 11,000 surveyed teachers, the inquiry heard 92% blame teacher shortages for causing merged and cancelled classes. 39% reported teacher shortages leading to unsupervised classes. And there's been a 30% drop in the number of people studying teaching. After 12 years of the Liberals in government, we have a chronic teacher shortage that is only getting worse. The government blames teacher supply issues on COVID and an increase in sick leave. We've actually got 10,000 more teachers in the system now than we had a decade ago. The committee will continue to examine how we manage the supply and demand of teachers across our state when the inquiry recommences early next year. Thank you, Amy. Health authorities are considering whether to recommend a fifth dose of a COVID vaccine as cases begin to climb across the country. Two new Omicron subvariants are likely to become the dominant strains within weeks. We've already started the wave. The real issue is how high it will get and how long it will last for. While they're predicted to be milder than previous strains, many Australians haven't had a COVID jab targeted specifically at Omicron. 
Consumer confidence has dropped to new lows as the cost of living crisis hits family budgets just weeks out from Christmas. Let's bring in Network Finance Editor Gemma Acton. Gemma, some of the banks are forecasting the economy isn't looking good for the festive season. Good afternoon, Angie. Yes, there were some dismal findings in the latest Westpac Melbourne Institute sentiment survey. Now, apart from confidence levels now being even lower than they were during the global financial crisis, we're even starting to lose faith in the jobs market, which has been remarkably resilient throughout the pandemic, as well as through the recent bout of high inflation and rate hikes. The upshot is, Angie, that the negativity means that a record high two in five consumers now say they'll likely pull back on Christmas spending. Shrinking consumer confidence was also reflected in a report from the Commonwealth Bank today that showed a slight spending increase during October was mostly thanks to higher prices and more money going towards food, while discretionary spend categories like travel are already starting to see demand cool. Another big four bank, ANZ, also has new research out today showing that consumers' expectations for inflation have never been this high and this can affect spending, Angie, as if shoppers believe prices will keep rising, they'll bring purchases forward and buy less later on. Gemma Acton, thank you. The UN Secretary-General has told world leaders unless they work together, they will condemn future generations to a climate catastrophe. Europe correspondent Sarah Greenalch has the latest on the COP27 climate conference in Egypt. Well, this was a stark warning from the United Nations Secretary-General, but people like Antonio Guterres know they need to use this language to try and instigate some action, especially given that not a lot has changed since last year's COP26 in Glasgow. This year's COP27 is being held in Egypt. Last year, world leaders recommitted to a long-standing promise of trying to limit global warming to 1.5 degrees above pre-industrial levels. To achieve this, they need to achieve a net zero by 2050 but current predictions are that we are on track for a global warming increase of 2.8 degrees leading of course to more extreme weather events. Last year the leaders also tried to come up with a plan to reduce coal use but some European countries for example have actually increased their coal usage this year in part due to the war in Ukraine and the resulting energy crisis. We are in the fight of our lives and we are losing Greenhouse gas emissions keep growing, global temperatures keep rising, and our planet is fast approaching tipping points that will make climate chaos irreversible. Part of the problem is that a lot of promises are often made at these COP events, but those commitments are not legally binding. The British Prime Minister, Rishi Sunak, is in attendance. He made a speech today. The US President Joe Biden will be joining leaders at the end of this week, but our own Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, will not be going. Sarah Greenalch there. The cleanup is underway in Forbes with floodwaters finally receding following the Lachlan River reaching a peak of 10.6 metres. Hundreds of businesses and homes have been affected by the town's worst flood in decades. Locals say it may take months to fully clean up. Flood warnings remain in place in the area as the flood continues to move downstream.